0: Hello, Ms. Kapow. Hello, Brother Kapow. Am I recording? Yes, I am recording. Because I can stop the recording, I can pause the recording, I am recording this show.
1: This is a new thing we're trying, people, so that you can actually watch us and see how goofy we are.
0: <laughs> and it's a pain in the butt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a pain in the butt because I am recording the podcast at the same time.
1: So Be- his mind is going... <laughs> And today is April 20th, 2020.
0: Yes. So the reason why we're doing this is so you can see what we're doing and you can read and you can what we're... Along. Reading That's and follow important. along. That's important. Yes. Yeah. Something more visual. So we're going to try this. And uh, if we get good at it, we can have other people join us as a conference call. Right? Mm-hmm. And bring us coffee. Coffee. Okay. So let's start off with... ha ah, Let's start off with sharing my screen. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go to, we are going to go to... My stuff. My stuff. And we're going to start with Revelation 113. And Ms. Capal's going to read the description of Jesus that John saw. And why this is important is because when we start dealing with the letters and these are epistles that jesus dictated to john these are epistles they're letters from christ so we we pay attention to these things very carefully mm. when we start reading these letters and we already started last week by the way
1: yeah but, but now as we, we're in chapter three yes we're, we're going to cover three churches
0: that's right we covered four churches
1: last, last week. week
0: and this but, week three right yes. yeah. we will Every time a letter starts, there's a description of Christ. He he says, uh, this is from him who has, you know, feet like polished bronze or blah, 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 who has the stars in his right hand. There's a description. And that description of Christ comes from verses 1 through 12 through 18 in uh, Revelation chapter 1. Mm -hmm. And... The description always has something to do with the message to that body of believers, called right. out ones. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it applies to us throughout time. It's not just, oh, this church existed here and this type of church existed here. Now we're in the Laodicean days. All of this applies at all times throughout history to all of us, always. Right. Okay? Okay. So if you think you're the church of Sardis, you better repent and get it together. If you are if you belong to a Laodicean church, you better repent and get it together. If you belong to the Philadelphia church, praise the Lord and hold on to what you have. If you belong to uh, Thyatira, you better get rid of that Jezebelian spirit. Okay? That's God. good preaching right there, Lynn.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: All right. Why don't you read the description of our Lord?
1: Okay, it's Revelation 1. We're going to start in verse 13. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished browns Refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in its all brilliance. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. Beautiful. Hallelujah.
0: Beautiful. And so that okay. description uh, we will see throughout these letters. Okay? Mm-hmm. So here we are in chapter 3. Let's start with verse 1. And Miss Capel, if you will just read uh, the church, the first church.
1: Sure. Which is Sardis, which means the red ones, which I think is interesting.
0: Yeah. It almost reminds you of Edom mm-hmm. uh, or Adam, Ruddy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost like the Church of the Humans or something, huh?
1: Yeah. Okay, here we go. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Mm. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some of in the church of Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white for they are worthy all who are victorious will be clothed in white I will never erase their names from the book of life but I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches amen
0: Now, here's what we're gonna do um, let me uh, go back to the regular screen and explain uh, that Miss Kapow's in her woman cave. <laughs> because I had told... What did I tell you about the distance, social distance?
1: That was six miles for you and me.
0: Yeah. That, you believe me, right?
1: Of course I do. I believe you all the time.
0: Okay. Well, Trump has has readvised it and says it's now 600 yards for married couples. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's... Well, that's why you got to be in your cave. How is it down there? You have plenty of food?
1: I like it in my cave.
0: Okay. Well, I'm up in the mountains with the northern lights. It's, it's, I like it. it. There's a couple of owls that scared me at night, but outside of that, I'm good. <laughs> All right? Don't be silly, you crazy silly. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to my resource guide. I'm going to use the JFB commentary.
1: Okay, you do that.
0: For a little bit here. Um, Let's start with the seven spirits of God, the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. That's right out of Revelation 1, 4.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? Right down. And it says, um, from the sevenfold spirit before his throne. Mm -hmm. That's where it's from. So this talks about the fullness of God. It's really his fullness, his sovereignty. 7 is God's perfect number, correct?
1: Yeah, and the seven stars are the seven messengers.
0: Are the seven messengers, the seven angels of the churches. Mm-hmm. And we know that you know different scholars believe different things. They believe these are human ministers or bishops and but I don't have a problem accepting the the literal meaning of angelos angels that christ wrote to as spiritual entities spiritual beings over these bodies of believers i don't have a problem with that so in my opinion they're angels because it says they're angels Mm -hmm. and he's writing the letters to these angels and that are in charge of these these bodies of believers right so the one who has a sevenfold spirit of God, that is he who hath all the fullness of the spirit, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's come, let's look at some of this Revelation four five. Uh, you want to read that, Miss Capel?
1: Revelation four five. I will.
0: It's all to the left of my screen.
1: You know what? I don't. Oh, that's all right. I'll see... read it.
0: I'll read it real quick. Okay. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. Okay. Okay. Seven torches, burning flames, flashes of lightning, power. And five, six, can you see this now? Yes. Okay.
1: Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered. But it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns.
0: Still there? <laughs> it left the screen. It did? Oh, you were reading the left.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, And he had seven horns and seven eyes which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent yeah. out into every part of the earth. Now the, the term seven spirit or the spirits of God, the seven spirits of God is also uh, found in the Old Testament.
0: It is. We got Zechariah 3:9.
1: says, "Now look at the jewel I have set before Jeshua. I single, a single stone with seven facets. I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will remove the sins of this land in a single day. Mm. That's the day that Jesus Christ died.
0: That's right. Very good. At 410.
1: Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world.
0: So the seven spirits of God his his description here shows his godhead, his his oneness with the father. This is Christ, this is Jesus, I and the father are one. Mm-hmm.
2: Um
0: his infinite power by the spirit of God of father himself uh, to be all in his fullness, okay? It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. This is not a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. this. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead.
1: Dead, and that word is Ugh. necros, which means um, without life. Oh,
0: man, that's some sad stuff. Mm-hmm. So Paul writes about this in 1 Timothy 5, 6, he says... But-
1: but the widow who lives only for pleasure is spiritually dead, even while she lives, and that's because she's uh, living carnally in the flesh and not in the spirit.
0: So she thinks, in Paul's letter here, talking about these these, these uh, widows, they think they're religious, but they're they're living in the world. Mm-hmm. Second Timothy three five says
1: they will act religious but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Mm. Stay away from people like that. See, these are people that are living in the flesh and not in the spirit. Yeah.
0: Titus 1.16.
1: Such people claim that they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, Worthless for doing anything good. And you know, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says that those that walk after the spirit, there's life. Yeah. But if you walk in the carnal or in the flesh, it brings death.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. And of course the opposite is true here. Paul writes in Ephesians two one.
1: Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins.
0: How about five fourteen?
1: For the light makes everything visible. That is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light.
0: So I think you know, shown here by these scriptures that what Christ is writing to this messenger of this church for this body is that you have a reputation. Others think you are Christian and you're following me, mm-hmm. but you're dead. You're you're for whatever reason, your carnality, you're part of the world, you're not taking things serious, you're, you're just dead, right? And he says, um, wake up, strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. Ooh. Almost
1: without life. Ugh.
0: Ugh. And then this is heavy. He says, I find your actions do not meet the requirements of my God no now folks we we don't want to hear that, do we? No, you don't want to hear that from the Lord Jesus Christ that Christ would say, "I find your actions either as an individual or as part of the body of a church don't meet the requirements of 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 my God of my father mm-hmm. You know, here here we go back to that day where Lord Lord didn't we do this? Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons or name? Lord, Lord, blah, 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 blah. I never knew you. I don't yeah. know who you are.
1: They're you're lacking a of They're lacking yeah. the fullness of God.
0: Yeah. You have a reputation to be in line, but you're dead. We don't we don't want that. You see, this applies throughout history. It's not a church of Sardis that just came and went. It's seven stars held by the right hand of of christ himself there's there's seven churches this is the fullness of everything that could go wrong (laughs) right 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 so we have the church of sardis and the church of laodicea really getting strong rebukes uh, strong rebukes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so she's dead and then in verse three it says go back to what you heard and believe that first, hold to it firmly, repent and turn to me again.
1: See, so there is, um, the, you know, that you can repent.
0: Yeah. And, and I, what this shows too is that Christ is dictating these letters to these churches because he loves them. Mm-hmm. And they're his people and He's he's telling them you better get it together. It isn't what you think it is.
1: You know, this This is also um, part of walking in love. You know, when you see a brother sinning, that in love, you should um, tell him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because Christ doesn't just let th- this church go on uh, without a rebuke. And at the end of the day going, Well, you should have known. Mm-hmm. He, he tells them. Clearly tells them, Uh, what does it mean to go back to what you heard and believed at first? Hold it firmly. What is it that this church or that you and I or any Kapow listener or watcher, what is it that they first heard and believed?
1: The gospel.
0: Yeah. It's in in the doctrines of the apostles, Mm -hmm. the doctrines that are contained in the word of God not stuff made up
1: by men. And the prophets too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go back to it. When you believed it at first, you hold to it firmly. Mm -hmm. Don't waver. Don't don't go back and forth. Repent of wavering. Because Because Christ says, if you don't wake up, I'll come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief.
1: Because James says, one with a double mind... I mean, um, you know, with two thoughts. Yes. <laughs> um is double-minded and unstable in all that they do.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, Very very sad. This is um I think this is this is interesting what uh what the commentary says on this. Thou hast received, let's see. Um Colossians 2, 6.
1: That says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him.
0: So here, here's what we need to go back and hold on to firmly. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1.
1: Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more.
0: Okay, 1 Timothy
1: 6.20. Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge.
0: As you can see, the Bible interprets itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, these, These letters that Christ dictated to John for all of us, are not mysterious. They're pretty straightforward, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul had already (laughs) taught on this stuff. This, I believe Revelation was written before AD 70. That's Mm -hmm. my personal opinion. And I believe it was circulated among the churches Mm -hmm. uh, early on, before the fall of Jerusalem. All right. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? We talked about them hearing. Come as a thief. Let's talk about that a little bit. Where Christ says, I'll come as unexpectedly as a thief like I would in my second coming. Mm. This is a language he's used before. Matthew 24, 4 through 8 Je-
1: it says, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. Just as the gathering of vultures shows, there's a carcass nearby. So these signs indicate that the end is near.
0: Now, we didn't read the whole thing, but he's talking about, you know, the last days. And um, Matthew 24, 42 says,
1: so you too must keep watch for you don't know what Day your Lord is coming. And the Bible's full of um, keep watch, watch, be alert, you know, yeah. wake up, be sober.
0: Because you don't want him coming unexpectedly like a thief. Mm-hmm. Uh, read verse 43 in Matthew 24, 43 says.
1: Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming... He would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into.
0: And that's exactly what he says. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as As unexpected, as a
1: thief. As a thief, yeah.
0: Right? Uh, These these words are just often repeated Mm -hmm. in the Bible. Revelation 6, 16, 15
1: says... Look, I will come as unexpectedly, as a thief... And blessed are all those who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. 1
0: Thessalonians 5.2
1: For you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night.
0: Now here's what's beautiful about this. We are children of the day, not of the night. Exactly. So children of the night, if you're in the world and you're, just concerned about worldly things, it comes upon you unexpectedly that day of the Lord, like a snare. But if you're watching, and if you're looking around yourself today in uh, the year 2020, April of 2020, you will see signs that tell you of his return. Mm -hmm. So you you should not be surprised at what's going on around you. Uh, Verse 4,
1: But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed.
0: And what did Christ say to the church of Sardis? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, just like a thief, unexpectedly. Uh, <laughs> it's just Bible. We have to remain vigilant and alert. Right now is not the time to start believing a bunch of other nonsense. Mm-hmm. Right now is the time to be awake, be sober minded, start looking around you and going, Hmm, hmm. huh?
1: Be prepared.
0: Yeah. 2 Peter 3.10, one of my favorites.
1: Mine too. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Hmm. Wow.
0: Verse 4 says, Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. It's, our Lord's beautiful because this is a heavy rebuke on this, this angel in charge of the, the church of Sardis and uh, these believers. But yet he says, there are some, not all of you are asleep. There's some among you that are awake and you haven't soiled your clothes with filth, with evil, things of the world. And and these folks will walk with me in white because they're worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Beautiful stuff. It really is. Verse five, all who are victorious will be clothed in white. Most of the other scriptures we looked for were they uh, talked about nakedness, and um, you know, stay alert and sober. Yeah. At least you be found without clothes.
1: And so, the and the white means light or brilliance.
0: Mm, so it's not just white; it's
1: Mm-mm, it's brilliant.
0: God light, light the light of the world, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All who are victorious will be clothed in white. Christ says, I will never erase their names from the book of life.
1: Praise God.
0: But I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. What's that scripture that says, if you know, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father? Amen. Right?
1: hmm
0: Six. Anyone with ears, that means you and I and everybody listening and watching with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches so what is the spirit saying to the churches basically wake up wake up in -hmm. this particular passage he is saying uh, wake up i'm going to stop the share screen and look at you uh he is saying wake up don't be enamored with the world right now don't be overly concerned about what's going on
1: and if the holy spirit is showing you that you're lacking then you must repent
0: Mm -hmm. because you do not you you should not really as as born again believers we should we should not be surprised Mm -hmm. at the day of the lord no we should oh it's all sudden destruction
1: i didn't know he was coming
0: yeah yeah i sang the songs in church um, I've been, I've been taught, you know, look, look up your redemption draw. Oh, Jesus come quickly. Oh, Marina. I've been taught all this stuff, but when it starts happening, I don't want to believe it.
1: Because I didn't recognize the signs.
0: Yeah. I didn't recognize the signs because I thought this and this had to happen first or this and this had to happen first, blah, 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 blah. And that wasn't the case. Wasn't the case at all. I think, uh, let's do, let's do one more church. We're going to break this up in, in two weeks. Okay? okay. was Let's do, um.
1: The next one is uh, Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, and the reason why I say that, the Church of of uh, Laodicea could be quite lengthy. Lengthy. So let's look at Philadelphia, and then we'll do Laodicea next week, and then we'll just go from where the Lord wants us to go. Then
1: how's that? You know, what? sounds like a plan, Stan. Sounds like a
0: plan, Stan. Now uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, f- uh. I'm gonna flick my screen here just to check on the recording studio there, and everything looking good. All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That was just a little oh. a little benefit for everybody. <laughs> they can go. Wow, that's some serious movidas. Okay, Miss Capal, the message to the church in Philadelphia.
1: It says, "Write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia." This is the message from the one who is holy and true the one who has the key and it's singular key not keys mm key of david
0: okay key of da- look at me go key of david bam oh, wow it does something
1: what he opens no one can close and what he closes no one can open i know all the things you do and have and i have opened a door for you that no one else can close you have little strength yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me amen look i will force those who belong to satan's synagogue those liars who say they are jews but are not to come and bow down at your feet they will acknowledge that you are the ones i love mm. because you have obeyed my command to persevere. I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. Whole world. I, uh-huh, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God, and they will never have to leave it. And I will write on them the name of my God And they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches.
0: Amen. Uh, There's only two churches, this one, Philadelphia and Smyrna that have no rebuke. Mm-mm. Or no heavy rebuke. Every else has a, a rebuke, uh, but only Shmirna and this one do not. So that's exactly. interesting. Uh, there are some scholars that think that this church has a mild rebuke for being um, small. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, <clears throat> that uh, Or, you know, having little strength. But um, there's others who don't believe that. I personally I personally don't believe that. I looked into that. I did look into that. But I think Christ's language in this letter is plain
1: and mm-hmm. clear.
0: It says, you have little strength. Which is dunamis, power. Yeah, you have a little power. And the thing is, is we all have little power. That's mm-hmm. what makes Christ's power so beneficial, so good, so you know, Christ-like, because I could do all things through Christ that gives me the strength to do it. Mm -hmm. If you have your own power, then you really don't need a savior.
1: Yeah. And even Paul said, his grace was sufficient for him. And in weakness, then I am strong.
0: Very good point. So I think the plain language of this, you have little strength, yet you obeyed my word. It did not do my, d- deny me is positive and not negative.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. And the word where it says, and yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Mm-hmm. That, um, word, um, is, um, uh, tarot or terio, mm-hmm. which means to guard when you've kept his word, you've guarded his word. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really, really good
0: point. It's, um, it's. Like the Church of Sardis, mm-hmm. hold fast to what you first heard. Don't fall asleep with your doctrine. Mm-hmm. Don't start just believing every willy-nilly thing that that comes across your desk or comes across the pulpit. Hold fast true biblical doctrine that has been handed to you through the apostles of Christ. You know, and
1: even in Genesis, when um, Adam was supposed to... Tend to the garden. Mm -hmm. That word actually meant to guard the garden.
0: That's right. You did a study on that. Yeah, we did years ago. I don't think we have it anymore. It's a shame
1: because that was a good
0: one. That was a good one. You you did that. I know you did. I know we don't have it because our when I switched providers, we lost everything from 2016 um, down. Mm -hmm. You know, from before that. So we lost um, you know 2012 all the way up to 2015, it was gone. Gone. Poof. Gone in the abyss. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what we have here is the description of Christ, once again, one who is holy and true. That's not just a saying. That is talking about his sovereignty.
1: He's sacred, and he's truthful.
0: And he's the, he's the only God who is mm-hmm. holy and true. That's right it's his full fullness as God there's a lot of godly attributes in these beginning descriptions and he's the one who has the key of David which means he has the key to have the kingdom
1: the authority
0: the authority yes the
1: power of and authority kingdom. of David mm-hmm.
0: remember um there was always to be a king to to to, to sit on the throne of David in the rain and to reign and and what we have, what we have, is through the Babylonian um, destruction, the last king of Israel was taken captive, and you know, and so when Christ comes and he, he establishes the spiritual kingdom here, and He has that kingdom, He has that key of full authority. Mm-hmm. So He's holy and true with full authority.
1: Of the, so, of and David means beloved.
0: Of beloved, yes. Mm-hmm. So what Christ opens, he's telling this church and he's telling all of us that what he opens, nobody can close. And we know that for a fact.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And when he closes, guess what?
1: No one can open it.
0: No one can open it. And we know that for a fact. And so we look around today and it's, you know, every day I look around at this COVID-19 stuff and I see this person saying this and now this the the government wants to do this and this government, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What God has allowed, you're not going to change that. No. If God's allowing something, you're you're not going to negotiate with Him. You're not going to manipulate Him. That's for sure. And there's not anything you can do to change His mind.
1: That's the sovereignty of God. It's
0: the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And if he closes a door, you're not going to open it. If he opens that door, you ain't going to shut it. Uh, That's the holiness and sovereignty of God. That's right. And um, (laughs) the more you realize that, the easier it is to look up for your redemption. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He says, I know all the things you do. And I have opened a door for you. You see how the description goes with the message. Mm -hmm. I've opened a door for you that no one can close. The commentary here believes it's an open door for uh, evangelization. Mm. Uh, A door of spiritual usefulness. The opening of a door by Christ to the Philadelphian church accords with the previous... um, a designation to him as as having the key of David, right? I have the key. I open the store, and well, nobody basically, sh-
1: he's giving you the same authority. Yes, yes. That Christ gave his apostles and um, disciples. Yes,
0: and that's probably true. It probably was a door of evangeliz- evangelization. Um, what what else would be open for them to go through? You know.
1: Well, when, you have the the, the authority of Christ to. Um, you know, to go against the enemies of your soul.
0: And you know what? And you bring that up because this church in Smyrna, the ones that don't sure. get a rebuke, are also involved with having the Jews who are not Jews or a synagogue of Satan attacking them
1: mm-hmm. and
0: oppressing them.
1: See? But you have authority of power against them.
0: That's a, so the that's a very interesting thing you just said, Ms. Kapow. Uh-huh. Very good. your little woman cave there (laughs) so a little this gives the the idea that christ says he sets before philadelphia an open door because she has some little strength whereas the sense rather is he does so because she has but little strength being consciously weak herself she's the fitter object for god's power to rest on i like that so that the Lord Christ may have all the glory. Amen. Right? Yes. Yeah. And has kept. And so the littleness of thy strength, becoming the source of almighty power, to do his will, Mm -hmm. to keep his word, right?
1: And that's through his power.
0: That's right. So the little strength, I mean... Uh this this gathering, this little church of believers, uh, they weren't uh big. They didn't have big external sources. They didn't have a, they weren't a big megachurch, right? They had a lot of money. They weren't, they were just small, a little flock. Mm-hmm. Small. Men, bah, you know, they're nothing. But their faithfulness gave them what Christ needed to open that door and no one could shut it. Right. Or to close doors and no one could shut it. Their faithfulness that was put to the test. All these churches were tested in, in their faithfulness, mm-hmm. right? You so, know what? I'm sorry. No, you go ahead.
1: What I was going to say was like with when I was talking about the authority that we have in Christ Jesus, we have the truth, right? Where yes. it says, look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars. Liars. So we have the authority of Christ who is the truth and we fight the enemy with the truth of God's word. That's true. And we have that authority that power. Because
0: Christ opens that door. Yeah. I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue those liars that say they're Jews but they're not to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones I love. Huh. Not them, yeah. You. That
1: goes back to like John the Baptist when he talked You know, you know, when he spoke uh, to the um, the Pharisees, yeah. and Sadducees. You know, like who warned you? Blah blah blah
0: of the coming day of wrath. judgment, Man. wrath. Mm-hmm. So the the commentary says, I you know I give the promise to Philadelphia as larger. It's it's bigger than Smyrna and that's true. The Smyrna church that also talked about the synagogue of Satan. Uh the promise was that the synagogue of Satan would not prevail um against her. But the Philadelphian church, the the promises that the synagogue of Satan would fall to their faces, confess God <laughs> uh before them. Okay, they're going to bow down and confess basically
1: that, uh, they're going to worship you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, where Shmirna is that I you know, they're just not gonna, you know, I'm gonna protect you from them.
1: Um
0: so I think that's 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 interesting. So it shows that they were being persecuted and that they remained faithful in their doctrine and in their conduct, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when you when you're talking about the synagogue of Satan, you're talking first century Jewish churches being persecuted by the religious Jews who were still Um, under the the law of moses and temple worship and uh, all that stuff until god totally destroyed that in ad 70 Uh, these are little churches holding on to what they first received Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: the message goes out to all of us all of us because though we're not persecuted by the synagogue of satan to to go back to judaism we are we are Persecuted by the world and drawn to do worldly things of the seed of Satan.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And so we hold fast to those truths that we have. All right. Amen. Because you have obeyed my command to persevere. There you have it right there. To you, endure. Have, you have to go through the the trials.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you have obeyed the command. It's a command, by the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a command. Shall I, um, shall I, shall I highlight that? Sure. Look at this.
1: Look at look this. At,
0: look at this.
1: You know that there's a part in scripture where it says that you have need of perseverance or endurance. Mm-hmm. You know. So we're tested so that we can work on our perseverance, or endurance.
0: Yeah, and that, that's. It's, it's part of the Christian call. It's
1: part of the suffering yeah. for Christ.
0: So because of that, Christ says, I will protect you. Check this out. From the great time of testing, right? Proving, mm-hmm. testing, tribulation, trial, that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world right
1: and the word protect actually in king james is to keep you which means to guard
0: and now how about look up the the greek word for the great type of testing
1: the it, which says the hour of trial or temptation the hour of trial or temptation the proving ground
0: the proving ground Mm-hmm. And how about the word down here, to test those who belong to the world, to test?
1: I believe that's the same
0: word. It's the same word. So we can, we can clearly say that Christ says, I will protect you from the great testing or great proving that will come upon the whole world to prove those who belong to this world. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's, it's not just a local tribulation. It's a global tribulation.
1: Yeah, so that testing is actually to try you. Mm-hmm.
0: And so this one is trying the world. It's it's proving the world. What are they going to do? What are they going to do with this virus? What are they going to do with the economic collapse? What are you going to do with Jesus? What are you going to do with the gospel? Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But he says, I will protect you, Church of Philadelphia, because you have obeyed my command to persevere. I think the opposite's true. If you have not obeyed the command to persevere, you're not going to be protected. It's going to come upon you like a thief, mm-hmm. right? Patient endurance. The word of my endurance is my gospel word, which teach it, teaches patient endurance and expectation of my coming. Revelation 1.9 says... Um,
1: I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus.
0: Patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. It's not an option.
1: But that's the Great Commission, (laughs) the preaching and, and the testimony of Jesus.
0: It is a command. My endurance is the endurance which I require and which I practice. Christ himself is now endures patiently waiting until the usurper be cast out. Yeah, that serpent, that snake, that dragon. And all his enemies be made his footstool. So too we, for the joy set before us in sharing his kingdom, we endure patiently, right? Right. Right. Hence, they say in Revelation 3.11, Behold, I come quickly. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. Amen? Amen. Uh, Let's talk about that hour of temptation. The appointed season of affliction and temptation. Deuteronomy 4.34 says,
1: Has any other God dared? To take a nation for himself out of another nation by means of trials, miraculous signs, wonders, war, a strong hand, a powerful arm, and terrifying acts. Yet that is what the Lord your God did for you in Egypt right before your eyes.
0: When I first read this, this kind of blew my mind. Has any other God dared to take a nation out? Take his people out? Of another place like this world, by means of provings and signs and wonders, folks look around us today. Could it be possible that God is trying to take us out or is taking us out from among this world by proving them and protecting us in that proving? Mm. Now think about it. Think about it unless you unless you're the open up crowd, and you want to flick on the switch and open it back up and get back to your NFL football. Maybe that's what you want to do. I, I tend to uh, want to look in this direction here. Yeah. I, I do. I really do. The plagues are called the temptations of Egypt. Literally, the temptation. The sore temptation which is coming on, it's the time of great tribulation before Christ's second coming okay and when this guy writes this he's not talking about you notice he's not saying the antichrist and israel at a third temple. all that stuff is made up by men let's talk we're just sticking we're not sticking to dispensationalism or stuff made up by men we're sticking to the word of god Mm -hmm. and there is a testing a proving it says right here in verse 10 you know and that we're reading in revelation 3 that Christ will protect us because if we obeyed his command to persevere from the time of great proving, that's going to come upon the whole world. Amen. And to try them that dwell upon the earth. Those who are of earth, earthly. Revelation eight thirteen
1: reads, Then I looked and I heard a single eagle crying aloud, or loudly, as it flew through the air. Terror, terror, terror. terror. To all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets.
0: Terror, terror, terror. The world. Dwell implies that their home is the earth. It's not in heaven. All mankind except the elect. Revelation 13. And all the
1: people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Verse 14. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life.
0: So the temptation brings out the fidelity of those who kept by Christ and hardens out the unbelieving reprobates. All right. The particular persecutions which befell upon Philadelphia shortly after by these um, Jews that are not Jews, the synagogue of Satan, were the earnest of the great last tribulation before Christ's coming. So it was as it was then, so it will be then now, right? Right. It's circular. Um, Christ's coming to which the church's attention in all ages is directed So here we go. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so no one will take away your crown. Let's not go sideways at this point, right? Mm -hmm. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God. And they will never have to leave it. And I will write on them the name of my God. And they will be citizens in the city of my God the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven, from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. All right, now in this verse 12, there's a lot of written, name written. And we see that with the mark of the beast. And we see that with the mark of God on his people. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, these pillars are immovable in the temple of God. So no more going in and out. You are there. You are part of God. You're part of that family. You're not going to leave. Now he's going to write upon those who are victorious, right? Those who endure, who are victorious. The name of his God is belonging to God in a peculiar sense. Uh, Revelation 7.3 says...
1: Wait. Don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants.
0: 9-4 says,
1: They were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads.
0: 14-1
1: says, Then I saw the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads.
0: And Revelation 22, 4.
1: And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads. You
0: get it? So, (laughs) um, this is the New Jerusalem will come down from heaven. I will also write on them my new name. Uh, And I will write on them the name of my God, and they will be citizens in the city of my God, the New Jerusalem. Okay? It's... um, You're going to be, it's a whole different groove, man. We're out of here. As the name of Jehovah, which means holiness to the Lord, was on the golden plate on the high priest's forehead. Um, Exodus 28, 36 through 38.
1: Says, next, make a medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with these words, holy to the Lord.
0: And then 38 says,
1: Aaron must wear it on his forehead so he may take on himself any guilt of the people of Israel when they consecrate their sacred offerings. He must always wear it on his forehead so the Lord will accept the people.
0: See, so the book of Revelation, just, it's so its so Hebrew, it's so Jewish.
1: Mm-hmm. And our high priest is the Lord Jesus.
0: Exactly. And so now he's going to take that and write that upon our foreheads, um, And we're going to be a permanent pillar in the new Jerusalem. Amen. And all you have to do is be victorious. (laughs) All you have to do is obey the command to persevere. Hang on to those things which you were given. Now's not the time to go sideways. Now's not the time to start looking for, I don't know, aliens and weird stuff. Hang on to the doctrines. All right. All right. Um. The saints of the heavenly royal priesthood shall bear his name openly as consecrated to him, to Christ. And now let's compare the caricature of this in the brand on the forehead of the beast followers. Revelation 13, 16.
1: He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead.
0: And verse 17
1: and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name
0: you see satan always has a counterfeit he does he, he certainly and does and so he's 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 putting his mark on people of the world people who have basically sold out to this this worldly system and love the worldly system more than they love the command to persevere for Christ the word yeah, on um, yes. And the uh also the name on the harlot, uh Revelation seventeen five.
1: A mysterious name is written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. And that one scripture, you know, was talking about because they did not love the truth. Yes. That God gave them over to uh delusion. That's and true. so that delusion is causing them to uh get the mark of the beast on their forehead or on their hand
0: yep yeah they're they're, they go to the way of uh, the prince of this air of this cosmos Mm. this this age about revelation 24 it's a little long but um,
1: then i saw thrones and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshiped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years.
0: Mm. A lot of writing there, right? Uh, The name of the city of my God. So as one of the citizens of heaven, we um, we're gonna have the we're gonna have the, the full the fullness of, of God written on us. We're gonna belong to Him. Mm-hmm. We we're gonna be pillars. We can't leave. Um, we're gonna have the right to enter in through the gates of the city. We have a right to partake of the of the tree of life and mm-hmm. live eternally. It's it, this particular world is going to be just a bad dream if mm-hmm. we remember at all.
1: I don't think we will. The I, Lord yeah. will take that from us.
0: There's, there's no tears. There's no sorrow. Uh, it'll all be gone. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll uh, we're going to stop there, and uh, next week we'll finish the the Church of uh, Laodicea. Like Laodicea. I said, it's yeah. it's it's pretty robust. When you're talking about Laodicea, but I, I'm glad we got through Philadelphia, and, um, and you could see that Philadelphia and Smyrna have a lot in common. And um, so, what church do do we want to be in? We want to be in those two, right? We don't want to mm-hmm. we don't want to tolerate people in our lives or in our assemblies that uh, teach us sexual immorality and uh, food offered to idols, which means idolatry. Adulterous practices. Um, so, well, I don't eat food sacrificed to idols, but you just might love your NFL. You just might love your sports too much. You just might love your rock and roll too much. Whatever,
1: you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Anything that comes before God is Anything an idol.
0: Is an idol. Yes, you shall have no other gods before Him. And you, you definitely don't want to be Thyatira, where you may not have this jezebel in your body but you tolerate it Mm -hmm. you tolerate the teachings and you you use their books in your sunday school or in your bible studies instead of the bible i mean i'm just i'm just throwing some examples out there real life examples how these things apply we don't want to be part of that right miss kapow
1: that's right
0: you have anything to add no so people can watch this on youtube Go to youtube.com forward slash Fifth hook Media. Let me spell that out. F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K-M-E-D-I-A. Dot com. <laughs> so you can watch it there. I will also post it on our Fifth Hook Media Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Fifth Hook Media, right? Or like Miss Cabal says, you can go to fifthhookmedia.com. Stop it. There's just so many ways. Go to cabalradioshow.com. Just stop it. There's so many ways I can't even... Ah! I'm touching <laughs> my face! So, uh, that'll be it. Ciao, right. babies. Oh, I'll give them another one, because I need a close-up of your chow. Ciao.
1: <laughs> ciao, babies. Good night.
3: Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bit, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, eyes to see unseen enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us even in places we would least expect them both books can be purchased on amazon.com as a paperback or ebook it is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim we'll see you on the battlefield